I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. A longtime regular in terms of commentator, uh, Daniel Cotter, he's going to be good doing an ongoing series with us of interviews uh, going forward, which we're really excited about. I love his I love his commentaries and articles over at the Price of Business Digital Network, and we've asked him recently to come on uh, regularly to do uh, actual interviews with me, and I'm, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, as a lawyer who started out of college as an accountant and passed the CPA exam, Daniel Cotter tries to use that knowledge and business acumen to truly partner with legal clients. He also spent more than 16 years of his 27 years as a lawyer in-house. Clients want to have pragmatic, digestible, understandable information and advice, and that's what Daniel's all about. Uh, I'm telling you, in this world of uh, really reaction uh, rather than proaction, um, an attorney in the in the proaction area is crucial. He graduated with honors in accounting from Monmouth College and a law degree with honors from the John Marshall Law School. So we're glad to have him. You can learn more about him, of course, at howardandhoward.com. That's howardandhoward.com. Always glad to have you on the program, uh, Daniel. I always look forward to our topics, and I think you know, this is a really timely one. I I always enjoy uh, interviews with my recurring guests like your in December because we get to really highlight some important things to think about when you wrap up the year and look forward to a new year. We're going to do just that on our segment today. So, uh, and, and I'll let you go ahead and uh, introduce the topic. And, and again, any regular listener to show, any reader of his work, Daniel's work, his work is that, you know, he really focuses on the need for individuals to treat their attorney like a trusted advisor. A lot of attorneys don't really make themselves available in that way. He's one that does, and I think it's one of the most important concepts in the relationship between clients and attorneys. So with that, kind of set the stage for us and, and introduce our topic, Daniel. Sure. The topic today is is looking at laws as we get into the new year. Uh, and thanks for having me, Kevin, uh, by the way. But uh, one of the things that I think is very important for businesses to really focus on is we uh, tick off the final days to 2023, not sure where it went, but is to uh, have uh, your trusted advisors from an accounting standpoint, from a tax standpoint, and from a legal standpoint, kind of give you briefings and, and get updates for you in the jurisdictions where you work on the laws that have changed. And what happens, uh, Kevin, in many states like Illinois, where I uh, am, is that the legislature passes a number of laws in, in their sessions uh, whenever they have them. They, they have a veto session sometimes in the fall. And then a lot of the effective dates for uh, changes to some of the laws or new laws that come into effect is January 1st of the next year. And so uh, this is just a good time as we get through. We're past Thanksgiving. We're heading to the final holidays of the year uh, for uh, our businesses and, and uh, clients to really, again, kind of get an update and kind of see what's going to change. The biggest area, Kevin, that, that really changes in this uh, arena uh, from year to year is with employment, minimum wages. Uh, Chicago and Illinois have uh, new uh, provisions going into effect or that have gone into effect during this year uh, with respect to sick leave and uh, paid vacations and other types of benefits. And so it's important, again, for 
uh, businesses to make sure they've got it right and have the tools in place so that they don't start getting fined and penalized for noncompliance. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And and that's an interesting point you out is that uh, you know your trusted advisor uh, really needs to be someone who's very familiar with the, the specific type of area of law you need, and, and particularly from the area where your business is operating. Right. And it, so it goes from national, the, national to state to local. I mean, it's it's at all levels that that uh, these changes and impacts can occur. Yeah, and that's a challenge. I think people don't really realize how much of a challenge that can be, including count. When you say local, that can be county and city, right? Exactly. Yeah, and again, uh, the city of Chicago is in Cook County, but Cook County has more than just Chicago, and so uh, the uh, the patchwork of laws that are in some of these places and big, uh, especially in big urban areas, New York, San Francisco, uh, Detroit, Chicago. Uh, uh, really, it, it can get very convoluted, and sometimes they seem to be contradictory. There might be a minimum wage at the county level, and then if you're in the city, there's a different minimum wage, things like that, which can drive uh, HR and, and businesses crazy. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that, generally speaking, you have to accommodate using minimum wage as an example, which whatever less. So you could be in you could be in uh, Cook County and in uh, Chicago, uh, but if you're actually in Chicago, you may be paying more than what you would if you're on, uh, you know, in the county itself, but not in Chicago. That being the you have to do whatever the Absolutely. whatever the most onerous one is. If you were to talk to the uh, financial manager of the company, <laughs> that's the exactly. he would use. <laughs> yeah, right. Then, uh, yeah, some colorful language sometimes we have with respect to. Uh, some of these issues, you know, with uh, the uh, the laws, uh, as, as we've talked about in other uh, interviews, Kevin, uh, you know, seem uh, at many times to be very pro-employee. And so sometimes I think business leaders have a hard time grasping that, you know, sometimes where they think they have good cases and, you know, the employee may not have panned out like they expected, but they still owe commissions or other uh, fees and salaries, so it's uh, it can be harsh uh, reality sometimes for the businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are uh, you know what are some of the things that you're seeing that you know you were talking about just some really specific uh, changes, or rather significant changes in certain areas? What are you seeing that that uh, has been unique to where you unique you know where you work? versus to uh, other bigger trends that are going on when it comes to the law. Yeah, again, I, I think, you know, the, the state of Illinois, for those that aren't familiar, has a supermajority in both the Senate and the House. Uh, in the state Senate and House, we have a, a Democratic governor. We have a uh, very Democratic-leaning uh, uh, Supreme Court. And so some of the laws that come into effect are really pretty uh, aggressive in terms of uh, of, of treatment of, of workers. Like I said, the uh, changes coming into effect uh, in Illinois for sure is is you have to give leave to all employees, uh, even if they're part timers, and uh, things like that will be again can can drive up the cost of business because you know t- uh, traditionally 
folks that worked less than 30 hours a week uh, were not entitled to leave or various benefits, and so that's going to be very uh, onerous. Um, another thing that's happened in Illinois in the last couple of years, it's not brand new, but uh, they a couple of years ago the legislature passed a law uh, that significantly uh, restricts the ability of, of employers uh, to enter into non-competes or uh, non-solicitation agreements, and, and there's uh, pretty high thresholds for what those people have to earn before they can be subject to those uh, provisions in their employment letters or uh, handbooks or other other types of guidance. Yeah, and it's frustrating. My, you know, I, I think you've gathered in our conversations. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a free market guy, you know, and I, I look at these kind of policies that take place. I have problems with Republican policies as well. So uh, not to just feed up on the Democrats here, but, but it's interesting to see policymakers, many of whom never really worked in business, never felt the repercussions of their own public policy, uh, make these laws, you know, and they wonder why so many people who live in Illinois, um, particularly in Chicago, find themselves heading into other, other state businesses or even where they work and they don't even own a business just because they want more opportunities to work um, because of that environment. It, 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 I, I'm sure you hear a lot of that from uh, clients. You can't say any names, of course. <laughs> you know, we might yeah. have to move. Uh, that's the kind of conversation a state would not want to have, but it seems like Illinois has become very comfortable in it. You know, and it's interesting because, you know, there's a debate, uh, but, the, but the reality is, is that, uh, whatever the numbers are and however they got counted at the last census, uh, there, there has been uh, some some movement from Illinois to bordering jurisdictions or, you know, up, uh, down south or other places just because of some of the rules. And like you said, there's you know, a lot of grousing about it. And, you know, we, we do have conversations with clients all the time. Like I said, you know, if someone leaves the company, they're on commissions or something, and it, it, it's hard to wrap their their head around uh, the the fact that sometimes they have to pay what they see, what they you know see as as you know I think in some in some uh, instances as realistically uh, unfair you know kind of impositions but that's uh, you know unfortunately that's the framework and um, it's and it's you know one of the things I think for a lot of businesses that they, wherever they're doing business is it's it's not as easy to move as just you know kind of choosing a different location, especially if you're still located in Illinois, your, your business is, you know, if, if you you have uh, tangible assets in Illinois or whatever, wherever you're located, it's kind of hard to get outside and, and out from under that kind of imposition because you're there. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and then again, all these, these in things impact, as you pointed out earlier, it's a ripple effect. None of these policy changes and increase in minimum wage, it doesn't happen. It has huge implications. And so, and it makes you more expensive, which in many cases makes your product or service more expensive, which in many cases makes you less competitive. It's a huge challenge. You know, I'm going to take away, and I think this is also part of your point, as you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in business, if your attorney had, you know, a sit down with you or, or have uh, uh, briefed you on the things you need to be prepared for for 2024, uh, uh, you know, that is the role of a trusted advisor. I know that's a big value to you. 
It is. It is. So final thoughts and takeaways for the, the listener. You should you should be talking with your trusted advisors, like I said, financial, tax, and, and legal uh, as we get in these final weeks of the season so that you can be prepared and make sure you have the tools in place, including uh, systems updates uh, to be able to address these laws that come to effect early in 2024. Be prepared. Don't be surprised. Because you mean like, are good. <laughs> so definitely do that. All right, give your website one more time as we wrap it up, Daniel. HowardandHoward.com. Make sure you check that out. Thank you, always for having me on the program. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show.